Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. It's deep in the middle of the night of, I believe it's October 27th, 2020. And last night, there they swore in, did the swearing-in ceremony for Miss Barrett. I believe her name is Amy Comey Barrett or something of that nature. So I, for this, I will just call her Ms. Barrett. I guess I should call her Mrs. Barrett. This has always been kind of a a, a thing for me. I, I just have to, I think that's actually the perfect opening for this. I'll never forget, I, I have been a bit of a non-traditional person in my life, and I have been divorced, actually more than once. I, I don't talk about it very much. It's actually not something that I'm exceedingly proud of. However, I will tell you, in my first divorce, Something that was quite traumatic for me was going from Mrs. to Ms. I went from Mrs. to Ms. It's really weird. As a young, as a, as a Catholic woman, you young person, you female, and I, I think it may even be male because there's a number of Catholic men of my tradition, my age bracket, who would be very upset about a wife not taking his name. So this name change is kind of a big deal in a way to people of my generation. And so I did change my name. I, I didn't really think about it that much. Uh, so I changed my name. And so being Mrs., I think that he may have actually put Mr. and Mrs. what my name changed to and my name all but disappeared. Somehow that you were supposed to be absorbed into this other person uh, upon marriage. <laughs> And and I have to tell you, I, in that divorce, it was it was super interesting. I I did away with any delusion, any delusion that I ever had that there was a higher court that was going to protect my rights. And what I found out was that everything is the interpretation of the law. And there are laws, supposedly, but you have lawyers that go in and argue the interpretation of the law. The other thing that ended up happening was we fought back and forth about property, 
because my then husband did not believe that I was entitled to anything in the divorce. And, and our case ended up going to an appellate judge. And my former spouse's money ended up getting the lawyer of the day into his nice shiny office. He ended up spending in lawyer fees the same amount that he would have had to have paid me had he paid me the full sum of what the court had awarded me. And our case got decided after I wanted more to be away from him than to fight him more. Uh, The case actually ended up going to an appellate mediator. And I just gave up a lot of money and and it went to the appellate mediator and then it was over. After five years, five years in the courts. And so, and so you say, why did you not, you know, just because I believed that I, I was entitled to what I was entitled to, which is a whole other ball of worms. But it was, it was the time where I just realized that there is, there was another aspect. <laughs> and I know that this was just about property. I know that it was, but it was like I helped to build that property. I was part of every single aspect of that property. And and leaving that particular marriage was incredibly traumatic for me. It's a long story that I that I can't believe I'm actually going down this rabbit hole, but It was also when I left the Catholic Church. I left the Catholic Church at this point. I I was a pretty devout Catholic throughout my life. I um, went to church every Sunday. I got married in a really elaborate um, marriage in a Catholic church. Uh, had my children baptized Catholic. I... Um, and then they they gave my former spouse a an annulment based on my mental incapacity to marry. They said that I was mentally not able to marry in order to get my former spouse out of it. so basically we were never married. and I was very upset by this because it was absolutely ludicrous and I left the Catholic Church over all of these issues that I I envision our future under the Ms. Barrett and why she was picked out and why she was rammed through as fast as they could get her through 
for various reasons so that they would have this, and I'm talking about the Republican Party, so that they would have this safeguard if this this election ends up going into the Supreme Court, they would have her. Um, and what I'm hearing is um, repealing the Obamacare, which is a whole other story that I would probably do a podcast on one of these days, but not today. And repealing Roe versus Wade, as well as same-sex marriage. And these are all, well, we get, I don't understand why Christians, Catholics, wh- whoever is so in love with Donald Trump, I don't understand it. I absolutely do not understand this love affair with this man. I don't understand it. The only thing I can think of is they have been somehow brainwashed from the pulpit to to feel that they have to. I don't understand what's happening. It's like a mass hypnosis of of this guy, which is utterly astounding to me. He, um, I just don't understand it. But anyway, so, but the other two issues, I, the issue of, of Roe versus Wade and same-sex marriage, let's just talk about this for a minute. I'm, I'm just, I went to bed tonight. I'm actually just devastated I'm just devastated about what is happening. Traditions, like, I had watched the the Rachel Maddow show this evening. I watched it in its entirety. And she was talking about this, that... All three of these Supreme Court justices that have gone have been sworn in, have been sworn in at the White House, which has not been done before, so that there is no no look of impropriety. There's no look of 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 um, politicizing one way or the other. Because the court is supposed to be unbiased. The court is supposed to be unbiased. It's not supposed to be a Republican court. You don't want extremists in your courts. But they have handpicked these people as in Mitch McConnell in particular, has handpicked these people who who are outliners in their ideology on purpose. 
And this is devastating because she is a lifetime appointment and she is very disturbing to me personally because of her, she's not just Catholic. She is is far in in her ideology and this this people who go to the extreme of believing that their way is the correct way, their is way is God's way. And when you cannot separate your beliefs being the beliefs of the land or your beliefs should be everyone's beliefs or other people are wrong if they don't believe the way you do. That's what it says in the Bible, right? And so... I'm just devastated. And the other thing is, is that it has really become about that. Just the meanness. I, I, somebody, I supposedly, I don't even know if it's true or not, but because Twitter is just so insane, but somebody supposedly put out this, you know, Amy Comey, Barrett um, confirmed happy birthday Hillary Clinton which was a which is an obvious verbal slap and our and our complete um, our complete uh, disregard for any human decency. Human decency is being thrown out the window in our country. Sort of like, you know, I I was I was thinking about doing this podcast because I really wanna I really wanna hit this one home. When we start to think for one second, these things don't matter. They matter, or they are going to matter, or they will matter one day. And I'm just going to go into this because I've kept quiet on this, on this, and I'm going to get into this. Because I used to be one of these people who believed that abortion was murder and why should a woman have rights when she has committed a murder? I used to be one of these people. I wouldn't join the Republican Party because I didn't understand saving whales, but screw the baby, so to speak. I really was. And I'm actually not one of these people who I'm going to say, you know, that I think that, that, you know, anybody should be able to have a, an abortion on demand anytime during pregnancy. I, I don't believe in that. 
I don't believe in that at all. But there are there are times where we have to make hard decisions as an adult and sometimes as a child when a woman is raped they want to have this woman carry this baby to full term when a woman is raped or when her dad rapes her or her brother her uncle multiple people They don't want this person to go to the hospital and be able to take a date rape drug where where at this point in the pregnancy, the, the baby will not be a viable birth of a child of a traumatic event. I'm going to say that I I think that sometimes hard decisions need to be made. And one of the things that came to me yesterday is this is a a section of the world filled with babies that were not wanted. And you want to say and some people would want to say, well, it's because, you know, somebody will want them just put the baby up for adoption. Mm. I don't think there's enough adoptive mothers to be able to accommodate the amount of abortions there are in this country every year. Which, I have to point out, abortions were down like 40%. Actually, they said that abortions were the lowest they had been in 40 years under the Obama administration when they had actually given birth control and had pushed birth control programs. But here's the thing that really gets my goat about this. Who is having the abortions? There are a very large amounts of abortions that are done by white women who identify as Christian at the request of the baby's father. I want to say this again. There are a large amount, probably the majority, over 50% of abortions in our country are done by white women at the request of the baby's father who identify as being Christian. And it's mostly because Christians have made sex a shameful act. A shameful act unless you're married. And I have to say this, that men Married men can rape their wives too. There is such a thing as rape from a husband. And so this topic is a little bit more complicated than people want to make it out to be. 
it's just more complicated. And, and I believe that we should not be judging. We should not be judging for one second somebody else's decisions or their, or their, because there are times is, is murder justifiable sometimes. We, we, if an animal is suffering, we go and we have our animal put down. That's murder. That's murder. You are deciding to murder your beloved dog. But, 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 my dog was suffering still. You murdered your dog. There are some states in our country who believe in in the right to die. If somebody is is gravely ill, if somebody is terminally ill and there is no hope, the right to pull the plug. It's not legal in every state, I don't believe, but some states it is legal. So it is legal to murder someone if they are gravely ill in some states. I just want to just put this out here because I just feel like people say these sweeping statements, but they just... had gone to the Women's March the first year in 2017 when Mr. Trump was sworn into office. It was like the Saturday before the inauguration, or I don't remember all of the details because it was four years ago. But my then husband and I went to, he went came with me to the march. So we go to the march Oh no, this was a year before that. This would have been in 2017, January. I went by myself to the largest, arguably the largest nonviolent protest in the world because it wasn't just in the U.S. Women took the streets all over the world. So it could have arguably been the largest nonviolent protest in the history of the world. And what did the president or the Republican Party do? They came in on Monday morning and they drafted an executive order to defund any women's reproductive programs that had anything to do with abortion. So... They would defund it if they had anything to do with abortion. So these women would not be able to get the pill. They would not be able to come get um, pap smears, get, get female care throughout the world, not just the U.S., 
So it was, it was arguably, okay, you're not happy. Okay, we're just going to knock you down then. This is our response to that. You wayward women who have the audacity to stand up. But the reason why I had mentioned my, my husband was the next year I went again with him. And then he goes back to his very, very Republican workplace. And, and somebody there, a woman there says, what were they marching for? And I just, I, I absolutely lost it. What were we marching for? Women didn't have the right to vote until somebody stood up. Women, we have come a long way in having domain over our own bodies, having access to birth control so that we don't have to bear a child that we are not ready to bear. And God forbid we should should actually enjoy sex <laughs> that's not for just bearing children. I guess that's the way the church would like us. That's the way Mike Pence would like it to go back to. The only time that you have sex is to bear children. Is to have children. That's the only purpose for it. And then I want to talk, I want to talk about gay rights to marry. It seems like people don't understand, like, what, why do they need to get married? Well, they form families just like other families. They would like to experience what it's like to love someone and say, I want this person to be my life partner for the rest of my life. Go get a license, have a ceremony, and embark on a life together. And gay rights, the right to marry, gives them that they can put their spouse on their insurance. That when they go to the hospital, they can make choices for their spouse. That they they can be treated as though they are actually married. Which, incidentally, the same time that Miss Barrett is being sworn in, the Pope is recognizing that gay people belong in a family. They really do. (laughs) Somebody had suggested Miss Barrett in connection with these extremist groups that are like in the show, in the mo- in the um, doc. It's not a documentary. It's a show on Hulu, The Handmaid's Tale. So I watched it, and I actually had 
had talked about this in previous podcasts, but I I said that I wasn't going to watch any more of them, but I did. I watched every single one of them. And it was a complete dystopia. But it was along these lines that gay couples were separated and hung if you if you did anything against the state oh if you were if a woman was reading a book they took her finger they chop off your finger if a man was having an affair they they chop off his arm they actually cut out one of the girl's eyes this is all in the bible this is the the having what they are talking about somehow the the Bible as the rule of law. And little no respect for other others' point of views. No respect. This is the way it is. And so these women, what ends up happening to them is they lose they well they everybody loses their rights. They just lose their rights. And you have to live in a certain way. But basically they they took all of these young, viable women with viable ovaries and uteruses and they took them to this, this, um, basically like these prison camps and they indoctrinated them in the ways of, of the handmaid's tale and, what they would do is they would, there was a number of these women who could not have children for one reason or another, and they would um, pick out one of these girls. She would go live there, and these girls, the man would impregnate this girl, and she would have their baby, and she would not be able to raise her baby. They would take her baby, and it would become theirs. And this was the law of the land. They weren't allowed to read. It, it, it's just, it's unbelievable. And as I watched the ending shows, I, I was just crying. There were some of them that I just cried in. Just, I mean, I know it sounds crazy. It was just a show, but the bravery of these women. Oh, and here's the other thing. They were they were forced to kill people. They were forced to stone people for various acts. It's all in the Bible, right? It's all in the Bible. But I want to get back to just really fast. I want to get back to the the idea of her confirmation or her swearing in at the White House. And these traditions that the Republican Party, namely Trump, has been running over for the last four years. Like the first lady 
and how she had taken out all of the roses from the rose garden that had been there. Nobody cares about a bunch of roses, right? These traditions, just mowing the lawn of the seeds that have been put here for maybe a hundred years. I don't care about those those rules or those traditions. And it just makes me sad. It makes me sad that he doesn't have any respect for the traditions. And yet he would be one who would be upset that someone like me would say happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas because not everybody celebrates Christmas. But if whatever tradition is important to him, like standing for the for the Star Spangled Banner and having um, Kirkpatrick completely banned from the NFL because he refuses to stand for for his traditions. These are his traditions, and they are they are important to him. So shame on you, he says, and gets Kirkpatrick banned from the NFL. Nobody would pick him up. He was bad for business because that guy, you know, he knelt. He just merely knelt in a nonviolent protest, calling him unpatriotic. I find it unpatriotic to have a an American flag that has a Trump face on it. I find that incredibly unpatriotic. And so he's really happy to stand up for the traditions that are important to him, like the NFL and standing for this star-spangled banner, but not having our courts be unbiased, unbiased, and no sign of impropriety as he takes this young girl out on the balcony to show her off. Yeah, she's my, she's my court justice. So, I'm not really sure what's going to happen. We have an election in a few days, like less than a week. Should be a very, very interesting time. I'm always talking about trusting in God, and that's what I plan to do, because I don't understand it. I would say the teachings of Jesus would be quite different. You know, as Jesus said, he who is without sin casts the first stone. And that our, that we are to love one another, love your neighbor as yourself, your gay neighbor. Love your gay neighbor as yourself. Love people who don't have the same idea as you do. And not your ideas because you believe 
that they are God's ideas, be the law of the land. So this is going to be an interesting ride, my friends. And all of my, my Republican, you know, that's the other thing is just throwing the pie at Democrats, you know. It's like they really enjoy it. They really enjoyed the last four years of, of, you know, seeing Democrats cry, right? Liberals cry. I like to see them cry. I like my Trump mug because it'll hold the tears of Democrats, of liberals. What we've become, divided instead of united, a United States. We're not going to send that California any relief. They don't like me. So we're not going to send them any money. Even though they were up in flames. It's their own fault. It's their own fault that they, you know, they haven't been doing their homework and and getting rid of the brush. It's all, it's all California's fault that there were these fires. We're not going to help them. Our neighbors, our neighbors over there in California, because they didn't, they didn't vote for me. Anyway, one nation under God. And the teachings of Jesus Christ, right? To love your neighbor. I don't know, just thoughts coming from a woman who was Catholic who lived this. I'll probably be coming out with more. <laughs> Another one of my listen at your own risk. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And that's a wrap.